Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to WFAN's Baseball Insiders Yankees Spring Training Podcast for Saturday, March 20th. We're a little less than two weeks away from the Yankees opening the season, and we'll see if they can get off to a very good start. And we're spending a lot of spring training and a lot of these last uh, days of spring training trying to figure out the back end of the roster and the rotation and the bullpen. And we spend a lot of energy on it. And it's important. Uh, Everybody who fills one of those roles is going to have some sort of an impact on the Yankees season. But the greatest impact is going to come from the stars, uh, the everyday players. And I think sometimes we lose sight of that when we focus on all these roster decisions. Uh, the It's important to have yourself surrounded by a good bench, a good you know setup at AAA where you have players to call up. But if you're going to those guys uh, for a lot or any regular basis, it means something's gone wrong with your main plan A. The stars are, are getting hurt. I'm not even talking about not performing because, you know, a lot of times with the veteran players, if they start off slow, you don't pull the ripcord. You kind of let it play out in the course of a long baseball season. Uh, but we spend so much time worrying about the last roster spot, and I'm guilty of it too. Is it going to be a backup infielder? Is it a guy who can hit? Is it a guy who can play multiple positions? You know, the Yankees' success in 2021, in any season really, is about having their stars stay on the field, having their best players on the field. I mentioned this a while back. One of the things I went to look back up on the 2009 World Series champions, it was about the, you know, the regular players there. And there were, I think, eight different players on that team that took at least 500 plate appearances. There were only four players on the 2019 Yankees last full season that took as many plate appearances, half. Now, a lot of that is about the injuries that they incurred. But, you know, go back to 2009. The Yankees didn't, you know, they they won some games because of their other pieces and everybody had parts to contribute. The Yankees Yankees were a world championship team, 103-win team, because... Derek Jeter played every day because Mark Teixeira played every day because Robinson Cano played every day. After missing the first month after hip surgery, Alex Rodriguez played every day. CC Sabathia took every turn. AJ Burnett took every turn. I mean, they had uh, a rotation that didn't miss turns. So uh, there's a lot of that that's built into winning a championship. 
And yes, you need players to step up. Next man up was a nice thing. But you need your stars there in the lineup. And I think Aaron Boone understands it too. Although, you know, when I asked him about it, he, you know, and understandably so, downplayed that idea a little bit, understanding that the other players on this team are important and it's part of the process of making those decisions. I, I think one of the reasons we think we have a chance to be a really good team is because of some of our great players, some of our star players that obviously we're counting on heavily. Um, but, you know, we also know that over the course of the year, there's going to be times when a guy's missing. Maybe it's just he's out of the lineup for a day. So no matter who we run out there, you know, we never want to change our mission or our focus, and that's to win and play at a very high level. But, of course, you know, our success is tied, you know, to some of our big boys really thriving. Now, among the stars that have to perform for the New York Yankees, I didn't mention Aroldis Chapman. He is quite important because, as you know, the Yankees are going to hand over a lot of leads to him. And it's going to get to the postseason again. If they win a lot of games, you're going to hand the ball off to Aroldis Chapman. And he's going to be counted on to get big outs. Well, we know what's happened the last couple of postseasons with the Yankees. Chapman has been hit for home runs that have helped end the Yankees' season. One did it instantly, the one to Jose Altuve in uh, 2018. And then the one to Michael Brasso. Well, he had to wait a few more outs for that one. Uh, but that one effectively ended the Yankees' season as well. Uh, in twenty, sorry, twenty nineteen and twenty twenty. So these are the uh, spots that the Yankees are going to find themselves in if they're good enough to try to advance again. And Arolas Chapman's going to be the guy who's going to have to get these outs this time. Now, I asked Chapman earlier in the week if he was how much it bothered him, how much he was able to to brush it off and move on because closers have to have short memories, and how much stuck with him about the home runs, specifically Altuve and Brasso, that ended the Yankees' season two years in a row. This is Chapman's answer, interpreted by Marlon Abreu. You have to you have to take that experience from it and use it as motivation, you know, um, especially when things don't work out the way you want. You know, uh, for me, you, you go through the experience, you learn from it, and uh, you use it as, as, as fuel. Part of the reinvention of Aroldis Chapman, I shouldn't even say reinvention, maybe the fine-tuning of Aroldis Chapman is uh, breaking out this split-fingered pitch, split change, if you will, that's going with the fastball that's no longer 104 consistently, but is still 98, 99, and occasionally 100 and 101. Uh, also the slider that goes, uh, that's a very effective weapon to left-handed hitters. But the split change is going to be something that two right-handed batters could make a difference. And remember, uh, Chapman threw a very bad slider to Jose Altuve, which got hit out. And he threw a fastball in a very long at-bat where Michael Brasso had a chance to see several pitches and time up Chapman's fastball. Maybe the splitter, this off-speed pitch that Chapman is showing more and more confidence in, maybe that will be something he can lean on a little bit more. This is, again, Chapman speaking through interpreter Marlon Abreu. Well, you know, adding this pitch, I think it's it's just going to make my other pitches better. You know, uh, I think it's going to be more uh, an impactful uh, pitch. Um, just overall, just having an extra weapon, you know, I think um, definitely going to give me a, a, a better chance for sure. And while Chapman will be the ultimate uh, end game for the Yankees in their bullpen. There are going to be a lot of other 
parts of that bullpen that are going to be important for the Yankees. And one of them is, I'm convinced it's going to be Jonathan Loisega because of his ability to do something that is going to become increasingly more important in this particular season than any other. We know that starting pitchers don't go deep into ball games anymore, and I think we all have a pretty good idea that that's going to be watched even more closely because of the ramp up again to 162 games and how carefully teams are going to be monitoring their pitchers, which makes a guy like Jonathan Loisigo, who can throw multiple innings uh, and throw them effectively, uh, if we see a guy like that dropped into uh, games once a week, you know, it can make a very big difference. And a guy who was making a difference like that for the Yankees when he first came up was Chad Green. His role has evolved a little bit more, and Green is at times a one-inning guy, part of the setup core. And there are other times, you know, depending on the efficiency, where he can go multiple innings. And he kind of bounces a little bit, although he's, uh, he's kind of matchup related and more towards the shorter outings because of necessity, really, the way the Yankees' bullpen has been structured. But Jonathan Loisega is really interesting because of his ability to do that. And watching him get stretched out in spring training, you've seen a lot of long outings with short pitch counts. And I asked Chad Green about watching Loisega's evolution as a pitcher and how he might be able to slide into that role of giving the Yankees multiple innings per outing every several days. Yeah, I mean, I think just kind of watching him evolve over, over the past year or so. I mean, going from now he's throwing the sinker and he's getting a lot of quick outs. Um, but he's, I mean, just from watching him this spring training, his pitch count, he seems like he's throwing two plus innings and he's only throwing 25, 30 pitches, which is, which is unbelievable. So, um, yeah, just watching him evolve and have comfort in that pitch and now his changeup's a legit swing and miss pitch. Um, he's able to go out there and get quick outs and still strike guys out. So, um, obviously that role is very valuable and, um, I would assume he's going to have a big part of giving guys breaks when they need it. I mean, that, um, that plays just as important role as going out there on two innings is given maybe Chappie needs a break one day or, or something like that. So, I mean, it's, it's obviously very important. So that's Chad Green's take on it. And I, I know it never works out ideally this way, but think about it in these terms. If you can get a guy like Loisica to throw a three-inning appearance once every turn through the rotation. You know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be piggybacking or the same guy every time. And again, this doesn't work out this way, but just follow me on the math. Three innings every five days, effectively using them like a starting pitcher because you're only using them once every rotation turn, but in a shorter outing. Well, by the time you're done with the season, that's going to give you about 100 innings worth of work if you're talking about you know a starting pitcher makes 32 33 starts three innings per appearance you're talking about you know that 95 to 100 inning range and that's a lot for a relief pitcher uh, but it's probably a really good number for a guy who could be a starting pitcher and you consider a swingman type now again it's not going to work out that ideally and I'd be shocked if the Yankees uh, hung that number on anybody in that particular fashion, I would think if anybody's going to reach that number, it's going to be because of spot starts and things like that. A guy like Loisica or, uh, you know, depending on how they use Nick Nelson, too, he could uh, do something like that. And when you're trying to limit innings on certain guys, um, you know, there are you usually uh, don't run up against the 100 inning mark for relief pitchers. But 
You get the idea here is that Jonathan Lewisig is a guy who's kind of been on the rise for a couple of years, has the ability to go multiple innings, and as Green outlined, if, if spring training is going to be any indicator, I know it hardly ever is, but his ability to mix his pitches and get quick outs when he needs and then get strikeouts when he needs, he could be a really effective weapon for the Yankees out of their bullpen and could be a, could be a rising star in that pen finally uh, over the course of a full season for the Yankees. So we've touched on Jonathan Luizaga. We've touched on Chad Green. Uh, but uh, And these, again, are important pieces. I've stayed away from the uh, back end of the roster, the bench decisions. Those are, those are coming, and I've kind of made my thoughts known on why I think they're probably best served uh, by keeping Tyler Wade uh, as a defensive option late in games. But uh, these are decisions that are going to be kind of inconsequential in the big picture because if you're relying on the guys at the end of the bench to give you more at-bats than needed, it's because the first guys, the first team, is hurt. And that's going to be a bigger issue. That's going to be why you didn't get to where you wanted to go, not because the guys who were on the bench didn't perform to a much higher level. Uh, limiting those guys at bats is how you get the most out of them. Uh, again, I go back to those 9 Yankees. Think about how many guys played every single day. And the backup infielder on those teams, on that team, was Ramiro Pena. Didn't play a lot of shortstop and second base because you didn't need to. Those guys are playing every day. Same with third base. So if the Yankees can run their everyday lineup out there 140-plus times this year, or their regular players 140-plus times, you're going to see a good performance. You're going to see a good team, and you're not going to worry so much about what's waiting on the bench. Make sure you subscribe to WFAN's Baseball Insiders on all your podcast platforms, whether you get them at radio.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever. And tune in Sunday morning, Ed Coleman and I on the air, 9 a.m. until 1, as we talk some Yankees and Mets and get you set for the Yankees exhibition game, Yankees and Blue Jays, coming up from Florida at 1 o'clock on Sunday afternoon. Thank you all for listening. I'm Sweeney Murdy. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.